Patrick Cooch from the Carlton Footy Club. You're listening to the Coaches Panel. Dane Zorko here from the Brisbane Lions. Jason Johannesson from the Western Bulldogs. Luke Parker here from the Sydney Swans. It's Rory Sloan here from the Adelaide Crows, and you're listening to the Coaches Panel. Maxwell and Melbourne Football Club. This is Nat Fife from the Fremantle Footy Club, and you're listening to the Coaches Panel. We hear from Nat Fife, and we're going to talk about one of his teammates today in the 50 most relevant. Hello, it's MJ from the Coaches Panel. Landing at number 23, Michael Sonny Walters. And with the departure of a bunch of pretty popular forwards, is Michael now primed to be one of the best premium options we've got in 2020? That is the question. To help me chat all things through Michael Walters, uh, the host of the Hardball Gets AFL show. You know him as Footy Rhino. Hello, mate. How are you? MJ, mate, that's, um, yeah, very excited to be here. It's good to have you on. Long-term fantasy footy fans are very familiar with uh, the great podcast <laughs> work you've done over the years. Uh, Keeper League coaches especially uh, a big yeah. fan of your work. So maybe I'll get your take a little bit later on in the podcast about what we should do with him in drafts. But 29 years old, this Fremantle docker is one of the remaining few forward options we've got that is a, a genuine premium to look at. His best scores last year in AFL Fantasy came against the Port Adelaide Footy Club. It was 143, while in Supercoach, 158. In that format, he's one of only just a couple of forward options available that averaged over 100 for the year, while in AFL Fantasy, just a little bit of a clip back from that, a 93.4. In terms of his price point, just under 550k this year in Supercoach, just narrowly short of 700,000 in AFL Fantasy, and 675,600 in AFL Dream Team. Mate, you spend your time in WA. You get to see a whole lot of him. And before we look at what his 2019 was or what it is that he might be doing in 2020, He's one of the most exciting small forwards in the AFL at the moment. Yeah, he is. I actually think Michael Walters is probably a little underrated, maybe yeah. a lot of underrated. I, it tends to happen the guys who are based outside Victoria, they, they maybe get overlooked. And I know that's, you know, everyone thinks classic West Aussie whinging about um, the guys going under the radar. But I think with Walters, it's true. because of the nature of where he's playing, I mean, Fremantle's not necessarily a super high-profile club over East. It, they haven't had a lot of success on, you know, in terms of finals footy in no. the last few years, and uh, and that five tends to get a lot of the um, the credit when they win games. But Sonny was clearly their second best player last year. He's been an elite footballer for probably the last four or five years, mm. realistically. And um, in terms of like his age profile fits, he's 29 years old. He's he's had a career year last year. Highs in everything: disposals, tackles, inside fifties, clearances. Kick forty goals. He's he's right in that sweet spot, I think. And his his body, he's figured out his body. He figured out what he's capable of. Um, and I think he's yeah criminally underrated. He he totally is, absolutely is. You talk about those key things that he was able to do last year. Career high in almost every single indicator you're looking at. He was able to tick that off for us last year. In terms of, from a fantasy perspective, he's currently ranked fourth by averages in Dream Team and Fantasy. Only Whitfield, Green, and Dusty had better seasonal averages. Um, and he's one of the best forwards for total points as an option for us. In Dream Team and Fantasy, an average of 93 last year, six scores of 100 or more. He was able to turn four of them into 110-plus scores, including that 143 that I talked about against Port Adelaide. In addition to those 
six scores of 100. He had seven more scores between 90 and 99. Yep, do your math. That's around about 13 games of 90 plus and just the two scores below 70. That basement's pretty high too, isn't it, Footy Rhino? Sometimes we, as coaches, yeah. get enamored with the ceiling. are like, he's got 140s, he's got 150s, and he does. But he's not going to cost you if he gets stuck with a bad game all that often. That's what I tend to look for when I'm looking for backs and forwards. Yeah. I tend to look for the safer guys who are, yes, the ceiling may be a little lower, but their basement's also a little higher. Um, and I think with Sonny, I suppose the big question mark going forward is, is was this year a year out of the box? Like sure. How much did his role shift? Will it stay the same? Because he's, this is was a, a career high of, I think, just 13 points higher than his closest, or maybe 12 in, in AFL Fantasy, yeah. and then I think... 12 or 13 again in Supercoach. So it was a clear jump in yes. year 28 to 29 of his age profile. So the, the question is, will his role stay the same? And we'll get to that. But I think with him, you are getting almost the safer pick. Whitfield is, is your premium guy. Mm. Obviously, you're going to want him or Dusty. But when it goes past those guys, if you're saying, t- saying to me, do you want a Toby Green or do you want a Michael Walters? Mm. I know Green might be sexier. He's, you know, we, we know what he's capable of if he can string it together. Yeah. But in terms of consistency, in terms of what I'm going to get week in, week out, I'm not going to have to worry. I'm taking Michael Walters every day of the week. Yeah. And I know there will be people listening who are going, no, no, but obviously the Toby fans are super passionate. Sure. But Sonny, Sonny's consistent, man. Like six over 100. He's, as you said, he only had two scores under 70. And when I'm, look, if I'm looking at who I want in that forward line, I go, okay, how many times last year would he have disappointed me? And I can count four. And and the fourth one is a seventy five. Yeah. Now, if that's if you know that's even that is not super super bad. When I suppose I don't know if I'm the only one who does this, but when I look at say my my lineup for a draft league mm. or whatever it be the year, I, I look at the expectations and I go, what would I be happy with if it's Sonny Walters going into a game against Port? If he scores eighty, would I be okay? Yeah, that's a pass mark. Yeah. To me, that's a pass mark for your forwards and your backs um, that aren't, you know, Lockie Whitfield or Dustin Martin. So, to me, he, he basically passed every game last year other than four games. And, and for a forward or a back, that's that's fantastic. You'll take that, won't you? In Supercoach, he was even better. He's our currently our number two ranked forward. Only Whitfield is better. He's one of only three yep. forwards who averages 100. He led the uh, Supercoach scoring format for total points by 150 points clear of Isaac Heaney, who's wow. number two. That's how good he was last year. Yes, I know mm-hmm. players miss games, but he played every single game for us last year, and he was the clear mm-hmm. top total point scorer that we now have available. He averaged 101. And when you when you look at Supercoach yeah. with him, and we know how much of Supercoach is, is centred around correct ball use yes. and efficiency, he is probably in the top 2 to 3% of players in the competition for skill. So damaging. But that's not, that's not going to drop off. No. So even if his counting numbers drop off in, say, AFL Fantasy and and a real dream team, and he say he drops that average by four or five points because of a role change. Mm. I don't necessarily think his super coach numbers are going to drop by as much. I think he, he will hover around that 100-point average this year, even if his numbers dip in terms of his counting stats, because because he's such a skillful player. Um, the Dockers need the ball in his hands. Yeah. And even now, like, maybe it's time to get into the role stuff, but losing Bradley Hill, losing Ed Langdon, their best probably carriers of the ball, not necessarily ball users when you talk Langdon, but in Hill's case, absolutely. Um, you need guys like Sonny to be distributing that ball into the inside 50. So 
is he may even get more of the ball. Well, that's it's, what's interesting to me, isn't it? Is we've seen him kind of flirt with these midfield roles under Ross Lyon yeah. for three, four, five, six weeks since, and then it's almost this sense of, oh, crap, well, we've got to go injuries, get some goals. Or he gets no, injured. injuries are the issues, yeah. So, so Sonny's body early on, he had a lot of trouble with some stuff. He's a smaller guy. He's lightly framed. He, he's so often, I mean, I, I, I see a fair bit of Dockers training. Yep. So often he cops a little knock during training and he has to come off. All our cameras panic. We get shots of him. He gets a scan and he's back He's back the next day. And in fact, that happened a couple of weeks ago. He had a scare with his ankle and the next thing you know, you know, a few days on light duties and he's back. So while he does get a lot of small niggling injuries, he does tend to come back pretty quickly from them as well. But that's why in the past they haven't fully unleashed him as a midfielder as much as they'd love to have him in there. He's super skillful. He's evasive. He's tough. Um, his body doesn't necessarily hold up for a yep. permanent role in the midfield. And as you touched, he's so classy around the goals, they kind of need him. Like, yeah. It's been very hard for Fremantle in recent years under Ross Lyon and the style they play to kick a winning score without having Sonny close to goals. So you almost need two of him. But for that reason, <laughs> I think the, I think the best-case scenario is what we saw last year in terms of a mix. You know, yeah. playing probably like a 65-35, even 70-30 forward mid-role. Um, and that's that's enough. For what he is, that totally, it's enough. That's what we got this year, and we're getting a guy who's mid nineties AFL fantasy, a hundred marker in super coach, and they've got some kids that they are wanting to develop both through the midfield role and also through the forward line. Sarong and Henry, you know, a couple of their yep. new kids, they're going to develop in time, maybe up the ground, but they're going to start inside forward fifty predominantly. Um, well, well, I would think that Sarong and uh, and Henry both. I think the goal this year for Fremantle under Longmuir, they got the honeymoon year. Yep. they're not expected to do anything significant. I would expect young Henry and Sarong to all be looking at 15-plus games. Absolutely. Now, um, Henry, in particular, is a very similar player to Sonny. In fact, Sonny himself described Henry, and Henry trained with the Dockers all of last year. He's the most skillful player, other than Harley Bennell, that he's ever trained with. Yeah, so that wow. is saying something. So I, I would think, while Henry is small, I would think he's going to play a lot. Now, that's, as you've just touched on, that should push Sonny a little bit into the, the midfield. Now, yeah, Henry won't play significant game time, and he may spend some time in the waffle, but you do have those players coming through. So Ron's probably more of a half forward at this stage of where he's at in terms of his body and his experience. So, you know, those two guys could actually make some room there. Brandon Matera showed some stuff at yeah, the end of last season. So there's guys there. There are guys. You're correct. Yeah, and through the midfield, they've lost the class that you talked about. Yeah. They've lost Hill. They've lost Langdon. Um, Stephen yeah. Hill, who stayed, we, we well, his injury history's not been great. Yeah, we don't know. We just we don't, don't know, know what we're going to get with him. We do know what we're and going the, to get with Sonny. And the guys they brought in, Asian Acres, yes, maybe they might be able to draw something out of those guys, high draft picks that haven't really completely come on. But at some point, Longmuir is going to need Sonny yeah. in that midfield spot. And I would be, I would actually feel far more confident betting that Henry or Sarong mm. can have a bigger impact forward than Aisha Acres would in the middle. Yeah. So, like, if, you, if you're saying where do you need Sonny more based on what you've got coming in, midfield. I would feel safer suggesting that the midfield is going to be um, able to use him a bit more rather than the forward line going to need him. I just think that the, the quality of the kids that they got coming in is actually going to help them immediately, and that could help Sonny. Yeah, I think so. When you look at all the other premium forwards that come off the multi-buy round that he has, certainly Dusty is, is the name that jumps off the page to you. Isaac Heaney, not far away, but 
after those two, Walters is, is clearly in that top bunch because then you've got guys that have potential, and that's always a dangerous word to have in the preseason. Yeah. Um, but you're looking at Petrarca. Can he really break out? Hogan's done it, mm. but can we trust his body? Andy Brayshaw no. should get the midfield time, but is it enough? Well, we haven't seen it enough. Blake Akers, no. we've talked about Dugowie, Kane Lambert. He really is among the best forward options for this year. And you're going to get a unique. Yes. Because let's be honest, we can talk about this for an hour or we can talk about it for 15 minutes. Michael Walters, and this is weird too because he is a fantastic player to watch. Mm. He's not a sexy pick. He's just not. No one is going to pick him. Dockers fans will pick him. Some West Australians will pick him. The odd smart person will pick him. But he is not going to be a high percentage owned guy. So you're going to be going in every week with a guy that you're pretty sure is going to score somewhere between 90 and 105 and he's going to give you a unique pick each week. And you're going to be going up against Toby Green, who can go for 35 or 135, sure. or pull his hammy in the week leading up. <laughs> like these, these are all, or he's going to get suspended and not even play in the game that you're playing. Yeah. It, it, these, are, these are all the things you'll have to deal with with these other guys. Sonny is going to be unique. He's going to be consistent, uh, and he's in his peak prime. I, I just think that, He's going to be vastly under-owned compared to what he's going to deliver yet again. Yeah, I think he's a fantastic option for us. What I'm curious about, and I do want to get your takes on where he goes in a draft soon, because I think he's an F1 pick for everyone, no matter what. But um, could you run this year across the formats? And again, every format needs a different structure and strategy. Um, Could you run with three premium forwards and go Whitfield, Dusty, and Walters? Or are we going too forward heavy that year? Well, I always think you, you, when it comes to those top line guys like your Whitfields and your Dusties, and they're going to, I haven't actually delved deep into my draft research yet. I'm about a week or two away from that, but I would imagine that both of those guys are gone in the in the first fifteen picks, which yep. will probably be the first five. Yep. Um, I would I would think that Walters is going to go under the radar. Would I feel good about having him as my best forward? Um, on paper, no. <laughs> but, in, but in reality. Yeah, I I think it's a really safe pick. And I think he's the kind of guy that, let's say you take a midfielder with your first pick and then you 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 take a defender with your second pick and then you go, oh, shit, hold on a minute, there's no rucks left, I better take a ruck. There's every chance that someone like Walters is available in the early fourth round, late fourth round. And again, I haven't done my rankings or anything like that yet. But but because of the -the under-the-radar stuff that we talked about, he is a guy that you're going to get late. Um, The auto-draft guys in the league will, will probably pick him up before anybody else does. Yeah. No, Realistically. It's true. Yeah, it's true. Like the, guys, the guys who are set and forget and you know, their time difference is awful, they're just not you know, that attentive, they're more likely to auto-pick him. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's a really, really good point. I, I'm curious, before we wrap up this episode, I know we've got to let you go. If you didn't own him in a keeper league, we love talking about it's all formats of fantasy footy here at the mm-hmm. Coaches Panel, would you be targeting to trade for him if you felt like you're in the premiership window? Is this the time to pounce, given he might have some perceived lower value? Yeah, definitely. I think every league's different. It's hard to talk about trades within different leagues because there's a different amount of coaches, yeah, a different yeah. amount of so many what does a draft pick mean. And the, and the key number is how many keepers you have and what a draft pick means. Yeah. Um, would I trade for him if I was contending? Absolutely. What would I give up? Hard to say. Yeah. Um, but he is the exact type of player that if you had a two- to three-year window um, that you should be targeting. Yeah. And, and whether that means you give up a good young piece um, or a high draft pick or whatever it be or a couple of pieces to get him, uh, I, I would absolutely... And, and he's the type of player that you can get. 
you, yes. you probably He's can't gettable. get Isaac Heaney. Yeah. You probably can't get Lockie Whitfield. You might be able to get Toby Green for obvious reasons, but, but there's some guys you just can't get. Whereas Sonny, because of all the things we talked about, He's gettable. And those are the guys that really are the ones you should be targeting your trades. Otherwise, you're wasting six weeks trying to, <laughs> to pry Azakini out of his owner's hand, and he's not going to do it. Um, he's just not going to do it. But, it's a man uh, of experience Sonny, right there. <laughs> yeah, he's just not going to happen. But Sonny might. It's, it, it's, he's the kind of guy that the coach, if he's not in a premiership window, might be willing to give up for a younger asset. So absolutely, I would definitely be trading for him. Yeah, I really like Sonny Walters this year as a fantasy footy option across all formats and all styles of the game. Footy Rhino, I appreciate your thoughts today as we talked about Michael Walters. Yeah, no, no, no problems. I'm, I'm worried now that I may have oversold him, but hopefully it works out. <laughs> no, I'm sure it'll be perfectly fine for the coaches. If you want to go and check out uh, the podcast from Footy Rhino and his team, the Hardball Gets AFL Show, go and check that out on iTunes. Fantastic footy content. Always some great fantasy footy stuff rolling through there. If you want to read the article on Sonny Walters, it's online now for you at coachespanel.tv. We're getting close to the top 20 players of the 50 most relevant, and tomorrow we hit the number 22.